Leash Today Talking Sport podcast, brought to you in association with Booth Concrete. Booth Concrete provide high-quality concrete products to Leash and the surrounding counties. Thinking concrete, think Booth Concrete. When quality matters. So hello and welcome to uh, the Leash Today Talking Sport podcast. Uh, we're back and I suppose we want to start with the hot topic from last week before we actually talk about anything really important. Uh, and that is people, Stephen, are wondering, how is your leg? Everyone wants an update. We're very worried about you. Um, and uh, and they're, they're mad for an update. Are, are you going to have to have it chopped off or are you going to be able to keep it? Well, I, I think the good news is I'm going to be able to keep it. The bad news is I'm going to have to spend another day in Tullamore, I think. <laughs> <laughs> Got text, got text yesterday from a lad. How did you get on in Tullamore? I didn't have his number, and I was there. Who the hell is this? And he started texting me. Uh, so a couple of texts that people said to me about my leg after listening last week. And um, so I spent spent last one of the days last week in Tullamore Hospital. And Tullamore Hospital is I hadn't been there in I'd say about twenty years, and it's it now reminded it's very big. It's bigger than Port Leash. It's more modern than Port Leash. It reminds you like somewhere like St James's or the Matter or somewhere very big and mod. Um, and ah look, it was. Sure, I spent spent at least half the day there. He's sending me back for an MRI to Port Leash, cracking the bone and a hematoma in the muscle. So, like, now it's coming down. A hematoma is a, like a big, hard sort of gathering of the blood. It's nearly like bone-like in my leg. It was the size of a slitter. It's down to the size of a, gol- a tennis ball now, and I hope by next week it'll be down to the size of a golf ball. Um, and thankfully, since about last Thursday, since today I was in Tullamore, actually, um, it was the first day I noticed a bit of improvement in it. So thankfully, thankfully it is improved. Still feels painful. And the, my prescription for the painkillers ended on Friday. All right. Now, um, they were just they were right jokes. Tramadol. Now they'd knock you out, but God, they're definitely great for the pain. But I'd say too many of them be bad. Too many of any type of medication would be bad for you. But so still, still hobbling around. But I think I don't think I'm going to lose the leg. The the, the I still remain retired from junior C football. But it was. <laughs> <laughs> I was at up by Clodesley on Friday evening. They were playing Ireland Crews in Division One, Second Division, we're called One B. And uh, there was a cheers. We thought you'd be in a wheelchair. We heard, thought you, we heard you were so bad, but as I thought afterwards, I wasn't quick enough to say it to them at the time. I thought afterwards, I said, if it was a Clodesley lad to run into it, in a wheelchair, thankfully it was only a lad from the heat. So, <laughs> <laughs> but they were very accommodated. They were, they were joking that they had a press box over the far side of the pitch for me and that. And uh, <laughs> but uh, that's it. Anyway, I suppose so we'll start with the big story. The Leash ladies, contenders for an Ireland final place, surely. Yeah, have Beat to be. Tyrone I mean, today like, in a Moor Park. Yeah, absolutely. Tyrone were um, relegated from from senior last year. Won the Ulster Intermediate Championship a couple of weeks ago. Uh, but the provincial form seems to be no form indicator for this competition because every provincial winner, sure, Kildare and Leitrim are gone, and they won Leinster yeah. and Connacht. Um, there was no monster. There was no monster, and and Leash toppled uh, the Ulster champions today. But look, they were very good. Like well, I, you know, I've seen an awful lot of the ladies over the last two years. Definitely the last two years that they've been at the majority of the games. And um, the one thing with them was that you could never be certain that the game would be won. They could be ten or twelve points up. And then it it should just oh, yeah. go all wrong. Six like, points you know. is not no 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 six points is no good of a lead. No no, because I've just seen them so many times where um it can it can be thrown away, but that wasn't the case. Like they um they played against the wind. It was hard to work out what way the wind was. It looked like it was kind of blowing across the pitch, but it, it did look to be uh, favoring uh, the Ulster side in the first half. And um, Leash 
teams scored a point each in the first couple of minutes and then Leash took over. I've spoke before about the, what they do on the opposition kickouts and that they push so high up the field. And when it works, you get real rewards because um, sometimes they, they, they lull the opposition into thinking they can play a short kickout and they swarm whoever's on the ball, turn them over and get scores. Um, or else if they kick it longer, they've got extra bodies because they've pushed up higher um, and like they're leaving themselves open to the back and we'll talk about the, the downside of it in a minute but uh, when it works it works really well like the, the first goal they got now was um, uh, a bit of a fluke you could say Sarah Anthony Sterling was, was going for a point from 35 metres out and the goalkeeper it was one of the ones that was dropping under the crossbar and the goalkeeper sort of I don't know whether she was caught between catching it or punching it but in the end, she sort of punched it into the corner of the net. So it was... Was Darrow Shea wouldn't have been too impressed? He wouldn't have been too impressed. No, no, definitely not. Now, she atoned from that short time later. Eva Galvin got him one on one and she made an unbelievable save. Um, so she atoned for, for that error. But after the goal, Leash tagged on four points in a row, went one five to a point up. That was after 17 minutes. Tyrone had gone 15 without scoring. And then they came back into it. Emma Brennan uh, got a goal. Um... And the, their first goal came from their own kickout. So this was the downside to Leash's tactic. On this occasion, the goalkeeper managed to clear everybody with the kickout. And um, one kick pass, all of a sudden, Leash were 2 on one in their own full back line. So that is the downside to it. Like, you know, you put the high up the field. If you do lose possession and a team can get a quick kick pass in, you can't get back quick enough. And that's what happened. And they ended up in the 2 on one um, Emer Barry came out, but they just hand passed the ball around her and, and into an empty net. But in fairness, they, they responded from that and got a point. Then Tyrone got a second goal, um, and they went ahead. Leash got back level, and they got the last two scores. Eva Galvin and and Sheikra Havel got the last two scores of the first half, and they went in one nine two five up. So you were thinking, like you know, they're in a great position here because they're going out now to play with the breeze. Um and I know that they've played well, like and and they did play well, you know, against the good side, they did play well. Um, first half, the start of the second half was chaotic. <laughs> like we got we got a point um early on, Emma Lawler. They went down and got a goal. We went back down and got a goal. Uh she for having a fantastic finish. Um and then we've I think a lot of people have probably seen the uh Aaron Aaron. Patrick goal. Ah, it's it's like <laughs> I've said Do you know what before, like Yeah, go on, sorry. I've said before, she she reminds me of of course Staunton with the way that when she gets the ball and starts running, you just can't stop her. Like I mean, um, there was no way of stopping her once she got that ball and she was on there forty five and she still was able to run the whole way through the centre of the defence and nobody could stop her. She just class class act. Yeah, I, I don't think she's like. I think she's a different type of player than Cora Staunton in the sense that Cora Staunton was more of an inside player, whereas Aaron is like just like a thunderbolt from out the field. I'd say she could play anywhere from the half back line to the half forward line. But she's not only she's a great runner, she's a great finisher as well. But like, I think, you know, do we put up a video watch outstanding goal from Aaron Fitzpatrick as Leach Ladies winner or something? But like, she does something like that in nearly every game. She does. Like, that's yeah. not out of the ordinary for her. Like, no, and she's scored a point in the first half from the corner into the wind off her right and about 10 minutes later she came over the other side kick bump with her left 
you know, like she's she's just a superb. Uh, yeah. I, I'm very surprised, player. maybe to have. I'm I'm surprised she hasn't linked up with an Australian club because I definitely think she has the skill set that would work in the ladies' Australian rules. And I know I think it's going to get harder for the Irish ladies in future seasons. I think they're tightening. I think are the Australians tightening up on the on the girls going over. There's something, and the season is going to cross over more with you'd miss you'd miss, like previously they were able to play that and be home in plenty of time for the championship and that. I definitely think she she's the physique. The the physicality, the skill set, the aggression, and um, the quality uh, for it, and like it's it, if anything, the AFL game I think is a step down in ladies football in terms of the quality of the the athletes, like the shock and scoring and that. But instead that, what an experience to go over there and live like professional for you know in in Brisbane or in Sydney or in Melbourne or Adelaide or somewhere like just what an experience it would be. So. Um, I think we we'll keep her here though before we, we, we won't be won't be yeah, yeah. her to go anywhere. And I, I'm just surprised she hasn't been. Uh, maybe she has been, and maybe she's turned them down. If she, if she has, we'd, we'd love that story. You know, yeah. I said no. I said no to the Sydney Swans or something like. You know. <laughs> <laughs> but, uh, I, I chose leash, but uh, yeah, no, she she was uh, she was excellent. But after that that goal went in, um, leash went, I think four points up, um, and then they got a, they rattled off another couple of points. And they were three twelve to three six up with fifteen minutes to go. Now, in games gone by, that wouldn't give me any comfort whatsoever because of the fact that, like you know, that they, they do concede chances, they do concede goals. But there was a there was a maturity about what they did after that that I hadn't seen in them before. They um, there was one spell after that for about five minutes. They just kept possession. They just kept recycling the ball around the middle of the field, draw Tyrone out onto the. And then popped it inside, and Moan Ernie kicked a point. They, they didn't score. Uh, Tyrone didn't score again for the rest of the game. Like Leash, Leash were just tipped away at the at the points. Kept the ball really well. Didn't cough up any chances. Um, while the forwards were really good, and everyone seen um the goal. Obviously, the performance of Ellen Healy was fantastic. Like I, I think she's uh comfortably one of the best defenders we've ever produced she's just so good like the amount of tackles blocks her work rate she's so good on the ball like when she gets it she can run forward at players she won three frees by forcing the opposition into charging at her so she 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 watches a player making run of one of those searing runs and then she gets out in front of her that the player has no option part to just barge into her and it's a free out she does that every game she has it the act or the act, the art down to a to a T on how to do it. Uh, she made a block in the second half when when they possibly could have had a goal. Uh, she just came out of nowhere. She was nowhere even in the play, and all of a sudden she was just there. Um, obviously she's she's just a fantastic athlete and a footballer, and um, she's really really probably one of the most important parts of that team because she gives them such solidity at the back, and also when she gets the ball, she uses it very well as well. And she was uh, she was excellent, really really good. Alan Hart and a player of the match, yeah. Oh yeah, oh Jesus, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, okay. she, she was excellent. Now there was plenty of obviously like sure Aaron, Emma Lawler was lively, Mo was good. Uh, Eva Gal- Eva Galvin is sort of like that link player who you know gets the ball around midfield and uses it really well. Never gives it away. Uh, scores. She's she's very underrated. I think every time that she she plays, she always impresses me. Jane Moore. And Emma Lawler. Emma Lawler is a is a big. Addition. She addition. wasn't playing last year, like, and no. like to have her back is a is a huge help. And Ashleen Donner at fullback, like mm-hmm. she slotted in there because uh, Claudia Dunn picked up an injury, 
Um, and has that was her first game back. She came on as a sub um, towards the end of the of the game. Um, had haven't been injured, but Ashley Donahue has gone into that role and has been brilliant. And, um, and, and she Adam Moore has come back, like yeah, and there's another player, yeah, yeah. So the like, you know, yeah, strength yeah, the, 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 Joyce Dunn was back there today as well, having having not. Emily Corbett hasn't appeared at all since the start of the league. Has she gone full time at soccer? Like she hasn't. Yeah, not part of the ladies' lead, setup. Leading scorer in the country at the minute, um, in the League of Ireland, uh, yeah, for Athlone she... Town. They're they're they are third in the table which is incredible feat from where they would have been and it's all down to her like she has I think she's got 11 goals already this season she's looking I would imagine now the way her career is going um, she's probably looking at international I mean that's what they're talking about that she yeah. is a is a bolter that could potentially go uh, and play with the senior women's team. They have huge yeah, and qualifiers they have, they, they, they have chance to, to reach the World Cup, haven't they? Yeah, yeah. yeah they have huge qualifiers coming up soon. So they're talking about her now, whether she'll go that far, I don't know, because she's still yeah. under 19 too, obviously. But um, that's where, no, that's where she hasn't been seen been, since. Been okay, and uh, explain now, to, like they're into an all-earned quarter-final and they're playing Wicklow. We don't know where that'll be. It's two weeks' time. To win that, who are they playing? I don't know what way it works after that. Is this, is it all predetermined the whole way? There's no. There's oh, it is. No yeah, I, thought, I I actually know, but I thought you might were going to tell us. <laughs> <laughs> you were going to team me up. No, like I, I, who? So who would they play next? Then they can answer. Longford Clare. Long Longford Clare. Right. Well, I remember us playing both of those teams in the not too distant past. Clare are good, from what I can remember. Yeah. Um. They they had some very good forwards that that caused us problems. Um. We would have played Wicklow and Longford. League and Championship yeah, a lot yeah. lately. Like they played Wicklow in the Leinster Championship in Ratneska about a month ago mm. and absolutely destroyed them. Like they scored, you now they conceded five goals, <laughs> but they scored 520 something themselves. So it was never a contest. Yeah. Um, so, like you would, I was shocked at that result because Leash played Offley and um, Offley gave them a series game in the, that was in, was that the league? It was in the Moore Park as it was well. In the, it was in the, in the group stage of the Leinster Championship. Ah, that's what it was. And yeah. I, and often yeah. we were very unfortunate. Now, uh, Leash, I suppose, had a, a sort of, they didn't have their, did a lot of players injured and stuff, so maybe it wasn't a full Leash team. But I was very impressed with Offaly. Um, yeah. So I was very and surprised. Wicklow have beaten Offaly and Wicklow have beaten Leitrim and they lost to Wexford. Wexford atop the group. So Wexford played Tyrone in one quarter final, And that's like the team that beaten in last year's all Ireland final, final, and the yeah. team relegated from senior in, in playing each other in the quarter final, and the other quarter final is Clare and Roscommon. So, uh, Clare were beaten today. Loud beat Clare, loud beat Clare, okay, yeah. So, Clare, oh, so it's not Longford, so it's Clare and Clare and Roscommon is in the other, the other quarter final. No, Clare and Longford, oh, Clare Longford, okay, Clare and Longford, so, and I think Roscommon. Roscommon must be playing loud, sorry, in the other quarter final. Yeah, loud in the other quarter final. Yeah, 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 yeah. Sorry. Yeah, yeah, Roscommon, yeah. Sorry, that's the way it is. Yeah. Roscommon, um, I believe. And the boxer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I was talking to a, a person who was in the know, and they believe that Roscommon are dark horses to win it. Um, okay. So that's that's what they were saying. So it's it's probably opening up, but that's what you get with these graded competitions. Mm. Like you, you get it that it is even, and mm. any team. Should be able to beat any team on any given yeah. day, and and I suppose we're seeing that now with um even in the men's game with the Talton Cup games and the qualifiers at the weekend. Like I I I big fan of Clare, 
Um, I think they're fantastic and I was delighted to see them beat Roscommon. That's a savage win for them. Uh, Armagh beaten comfortably by Donegal five yeah. weeks ago, turning around and absolutely hammered them today. So They'll probably play Derry next now. The Ulster teams are like a magnet in the draw. They'll get, they'll get Derry at <laughs> the next draw. Yeah. Tell you, the, the, the Armagh goal, and that's whether you've seen it from... I think Grugan got it from, from, the, from the draw in from yeah. 10 seconds. <laughs> I don't know what yeah. they are at. I don't know what the, the Donegal half back line were doing. They were all racing up the field and then this, they, were, they, were, they were gambling on winning the throw up. Yeah. And our, our man put O'Neill out to midfield for the throw up. He got it, got fouled and booted into Grugan full <laughs> forward, got it and buried it in the back of the net. Like, what a goal. Some um, yeah, some, some finish. finish. An incredible goal. Yeah. But again, uh, so like, like, it goes to show the value of you know, teams of a similar standard playing one another. Like uh, Kildare and Mayo wasn't the best game, but it was close. Kildare, you know, Kildare bottled it. Kildare bottled it. I, I'm, yeah, I, I don't were, obviously like Kildare, but I do there, have right. interest in them. And I just, they just annoy me because I think they do have the talent. I think they do have the ability and I don't, they're not getting it out of themselves. Like, like Daniel Flynn and Kevin Feely and are, uh, as good, they, they would improve any team in the country. Yeah. Uh, and, and they have a lot of really good, like the fullback Shea Ryan. Okay, the goalkeeper had a nightmare, especially in the last ten minutes. Um, I just don't think, like, I don't see any reason why Kildare can't be like a Tyrone or a Mayo or a Derry. Yeah, well, even Derry have come on, like, but Tyrone and Mayo have been very consistent over the last twenty years. Mm-hmm. Obviously, Dublin and Kerry have Kerry have tradition, and Dublin have power and numbers and money and all that. But I don't see why, like, Kildare, Cork, Mead, Galway. There is no reason why they shouldn't be able to get up onto the next level. And Kildare are just they're compl- serial underachievers at senior level, if you ask me. Like, we're weak at the moment. Being weak is one thing, but like Kildare, Kildare should be so much better than they are. And that's, that's mm. a bigger indictment in some ways. But look, the, you know, we've nothing to be worrying about here in Leash. Um, we'll go, that's the ladies. So the, two weeks time, we can all Ireland quarter final against Wicklow. To win that, it's Clare or Longford in the All Ireland semi final, probably a week or two later. So, and the final would be in Croke Park. I, I we were one step away from yeah, we were one step away from that last year in Wexford, uh, on Dundon in the, in the semi final down in Nolan Park. So, um, we won't run into them, but there's plenty of tough teams. To uh, come. Yeah, I, yeah, I, yeah. I would expect them to be Wicklow. Be very surprised if I'd be disappointed if they don't. Mm. Um, but I have seen Claire. Claire, I saw them play yeah. Claire in the league this year. At least one, at least one. Yeah. that was the first them. game in in that was the first Yard, game in Cressy Yard. But look, the first round of the league in Cressy Yard on a horrible day is a far cry from <laughs> another semi final in in neutral venue in July. Yeah, you know, exactly. so like, uh, we, we won't read it too much into that. Look, we'll we'll leave it there in the ladies. Congratulations. The so both teams were already through, but it is definitely good to be to be winning. Uh, keep keep winning the games. Uh, we, we do a roundup of the club league action. Where do we want to start? Clunasley versus Arliskel Cruz, Stradbally versus Ash. We started the, the, the top. We started the top. Stradbally in the heat. We start. We started okay. the top. <laughs> <laughs> well, so my game was only an old relegation game. Anyway, very very dramatic. But it's a, it's a quiet week. Um, you know, in terms of of the leagues, it's sort of like a, a get in between because obviously there wasn't supposed to be football this week because mm. um these games were they were just refix games, yeah, mm, from the previous week. So Stradbally in the heat played one another. Um. On Friday evening, and it was pretty much carbon copy of when they played one another earlier in the league. Uh, Strabley just more firepower, and that was it. This they were even enough for the first, the first quarter of the game, and Strabley were playing with a big wind, and uh, they were level. I think it was four points each after fifteen minutes, and then Strabley got on top, and they went in nine four up. Uh, came out the second half at a ten four. Uh, the Heat got 
back a couple of scores and got it back to 10-8. Uh, James Field and Connor Boot uh, kicked a couple of points for them. And then uh, Strabby got the first goal, long ball in by Damian Murphy. Tom Shield won it, flicked it across to Benny Lawler and he finished it. And then he, he just completely caught fire after that. He kicked three more points. Then he, he got through uh, one-on-one with the keeper, or one-on-one, or sorry, got through on goals, and he was in one-on-one with the keeper and was fouled by a, a recovering defender for a penalty, stuck the penalty in the net, and that was it then. It was it was game over. The Heat said plugging away, but Strabley won by 10 points, and they have one win. Collection of one win. Both teams won big over Rosenalis and Heat. They play one another next. So, um, whoever has, that. Is, it, is it just a quirk of the fixtures, or has it been set up that the winning teams play each other next and the losing teams play each other? No, just yeah, because in, 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 division, in, in all four games in 1A, all four games in 1B, and in the top half of Division 2, the winners play the winners and the losers play the losers in round two, which means that they're all going to go down to the, the last, the last game. And yeah, which, I'd which say there'll be nobody want. knocked out, there'll be nobody knocked out even after the next round of games. Like, no. Mathematically, they will all still have a chance of going through, and there'll be nobody through. Yeah, not you know, certainly. even though again, yeah, exactly, not certainly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. No. Now, if you win yeah. your next one, or if you lose two in a row, you're, you know, you if you win two in a row, you're going to have a great chance. But if you lose two in a row, you're in bother. Um, no, we we've but, been me and you have been big uh, fans of this this new system, but I've heard mm. a few complaints. So okay, I, go I on. Want, to, want to see what what you think of the complaints? Um, one one person no, and I, I look, I think these are valid. Um, one person said to me, like, uh, we finished on uh, X amount of points and another team finished six points behind us. But yet we're both starting from the same position in the new league. So they were saying in, I believe in Kildare, they do something like this for the leagues. Now, maybe I'm wrong, but this is what this person said to me <laughs> and that they are weighted then. So if you finish top, you start the next section with a certain amount of points. So say three. The second team starts with two, the third team starts with one, and the fourth team starts with zero. So you're rewarded for finishing higher up um, the league than than finishing down the bottom. So say, for example, the other night, closely, that game you'll talk about in a second, Mm -hmm. ended up there because they didn't score enough points. Yeah. Not even they, 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 they won four games. Yeah, and had they won four points. games. <laughs> uh, yeah, and they, they had enough, they had the same amount of points, they had the same points difference as Collection and lost out on points scored. They started that game against Ardis Cruz, who won no match. Did they win any match? No, they went 1-1. They won against the Heat in the first round. That was the only yeah. game. And were hammered and were badly beaten in a lot of the rest of the months. They got two points. Won one match. There were six points in the yeah. difference between the two of them, but they started from the exact same position. Um, the other in phase two. Yeah. In phase two. So the person was saying to me, maybe we could, like they, they, didn't, they were saying, oh, this is a sham of a set up. And I said, well, you look at the flip side of that now, and in the Harland this week, which we can talk about as well, the majority of games don't mean anything. And that's no good either. So, yeah, the only, you know, the, yeah. Yeah. So, so yeah. would a weighted system, or what? What would your thoughts on? No, I, I, I don't, I don't think a weighted system is right. I think, look, it's only the league is the first point. So I think mm. it's worth trying to keeping it as meaningful as possible for as long as possible. Rat, like that old system of fourteen games that well, ticked the terrible. box for Croke Park, but it was an awful. It was awful for the clubs. There was too many meaningless games, bad games that didn't work. That that was dreadful. Didn't work. Ticked the box, but didn't give proper games. I think a couple of changes would make it better. I don't agree with. Like I think they're trying to do too much having a final and them all playing each other again a second time around. I think it should be one or the other. I think I either go into semi-finals and a final 
or play your three games and the top two, the top team is the champion and in the bottom part of then the bottom two are relegated or in division one B, the top two are promoted and so on. I think that would work better. I wouldn't, I wouldn't be messing with, I, I think that's a bit messy. Like I think everyone knows at the start, the most important thing is to get into the top four, then you can't be relegated and you reset mm-hmm. and you go again. Now in one B, you're looking for promotion. But what, what the change I would put in is that in the first seven games, some teams have four home games and some teams have three home games. And that's just the way it is in, in the league all over the all over the, the country and in nationally and, and at club level and that. How I would sort that is, I, I, and then there's no reward. You, they then reverse it around like that. You could, you get, you, if you played against someone at home the first time, you play away, away to them the second time around, which technically yeah. is sort of fair in some ways. But there's no reward for, let's say, Clunas Lee get their eight points and Arles Cruz get their two points. Arles Cruz could end up with two home games and Clunas Lee only have one home game. And that's a bit unfair. But, but then there's some teams then in the area stages of four home games and other teams only have three. What I think they should do to sort that is everyone plays three home games, everyone plays three away games and there's a round at some point in the league that is on neutral ground. There's ho- the, the neutral venues. And I think that round could be like a super Sunday at some stage during it that all teams, county players are available for that particular neutral round game. And it's one particular round journey, whether it's the first round, the last round, the round in between that we know that county players are available for. They're available for that neutral round. Then at the end of it, everyone has played three home, three away and one neutral. And at the end of it, then the top team gets three home games. The second team gets two home games. The third team gets one home game. And the bottom team has to play all their games away. So then you're you're rewarded for the higher up you finish. And there's a nice comfort there at this time of the year that you have three more league games to play. And all the at home. Yeah. You know, and if you yep. finish in the fourth position, like it is, it, it is worked in that final round game. Just we don't want to be away in every single game. Yeah. Like that's a real, that's a real punishment. Like you know, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. I, I, t- I think something like that would be, and then you start from zero. I just, I, I think, like let's say Josephs and Greg, they played each other in the first round of the league. Then they play each other in the second part of the league, and then they could end up playing each other in the league final. And then there's nothing to say they couldn't play each other twice in the championship. The championship I think it's. Yeah. It's nearly too much at that stage. So I think either you go for your semi-finals because the top four out of eight means it's meaningful right until the last round, getting into the top four and you have semi-finals and final, or you go with your your three games and there's no final, just the top team wins it. I think there I think there might be straight a bit too much. But hmm. I think it's I think if I've been involved in club league games at least 20 plus years between playing them and watching them. And to me, it's the best format I've seen in all of that time. And you had a cracking game the other evening. Yeah, up in Clunasley. Yeah, it's yeah. the first time I ever covered a game in Clunasley. Have you played up I ever there? A... I've played up there numerous times. Played would be uh, <laughs> <laughs> would be an exaggeration, but um, yeah, Clunasley and Ernest Cruz and Clunasley were just uh, you know they were, they were they were very nice. It was great to have you up there covering covering the match. It meant we weren't tormenting Donnick and Roy nor Clifford Ward the referee because they always send us on details of matches we can't go to and Clifford gets Clifford Ward gets Clunas Lee in every single game I don't know how he was does he, it was he doing the match the other night he was doing the match the other night <laughs> guess, every, and he also refereed an underage game before between Clunas Lee and Stradley Parish Gales so you got two Clunas Lee games for the price of one although he probably got played for both of them I'm sure but <laughs> you know what I mean <laughs> you know what I mean but uh, so he refed the two of them and the Ardisky Cruise lads they were astonished that we had bothered going to that game. To <laughs> About three of them said, what? Jeez, you must have nothing to be doing if you're up at this. Like, you know, they were, But it turned out to be an absolute belter of a game. Now, both teams were missing four or five lads each. I'd say Clunas Lee were probably missing more than Cruz were. But 
a good game. There was a strong win. And Ross Munley scored the first one-two of the game after about five minutes, uh, kicked a couple of nice points and a goal. Short kick out went wrong and he lobbed poor Barry Kelly as he was retreating back to the line. Very smart goal. Um, and it was a one-five to no score with about 28 minutes on the clock. Kilcrews were, were, were leading. Now, Clunasley, they're a good, solid team and they've nice players, plenty of ball players all over the field. But the amount of times they went backwards with the ball, it was just bewildered me. The amount of times they got freeze and kicked it backwards. Just, I don't know, it's a funny setup, but they got a goal. Um, big full forward Josh Flynn got a goal late in the first half and then Niall Corbett kicked an absolutely class free. It was nearly a sideline, but it was a, it was a free from near the sideline just before half time. The wind was really tricky and a big boomer swung it in and it was 1-5 to 1-1 one, one at half time and they came out and they, they had all the play in the early parts of the second half and they got ahead. Uh, Corbett and Kahali, who's a, he's first year up from minor, I think. Mm. He's a right little handful in the corner, and himself and and Kahali were the sort of two man full forward line in the second half. Will Young has a new position at centre forward. Oh, and my man Jar Buster Dunn has a new position at full back. And oh, yeah, full back. I've never seen. He was always sort of a centre forward. Yeah, uh, centre back for good, him last year. Yeah, yeah, he's good, ball, good, good ball player now. But full back is definitely a new one. I've never seen. He him says go on, before. He says go on, he'll end up in the goals of this trick because he definitely <laughs> started as a forward. Then he, I yeah, even saw yeah. him last year at centre back, and now he's full back. Jesus. Yeah, I, I remember often playing against him. He used to be up in forward, sort of yeah. like ball, not not a scoring forward per se, but like a playmaker. Well, when um, he had that weird amalgamation, he was as a forward for you as well. Like, so yeah, he, he, played, he was, was centre forward. He was centre forward against us in an intermediate final one year as well. Yeah, um, I had nothing to do with that, with that amalgamation. No, that was <laughs> <laughs> I never played for Clonmacnock. Honestly, what did they call him? Honestly, Gales. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, so anyway, the game ebbed and flowed. Kilcrews hadn't that many attacks in the second half, but they they got. They got a bizarre goal. Um, high ball or ball went into the full back line. Some Clunasley defender went to sort of clear it more or less soccer style and he slid, kicked the ball, went absolutely up 30 foot in the air, spinning around, dropped straight down to Derek Healy, one of three new young Kilcruz players. Quite impressed with him now. He's a nice, nice, nice player and he was very calm. Like it, it, it was about 30 yards out, it dropped to him and there was very little between him and the goals, but. He went in and finished it really well. So that put put them um, sort of swung the game back their way. And then they brought on Quaymon Brennan and he scored a really good goal near two minutes to go, put them, put them put them maybe a point or two up. Absolutely powered through. Very powerful runner on the ball yeah. and, and powers through. He he buried his goal. And with 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 as the game entered injury time, Arliss Cruz were winning by two points. And uh the next attack Clunasee got it. And Clunasee had could have had a couple of goals. Um Keen Callahan wing back flicked one over over the Ireland Cruise keeper Kieran Lawler and it hit off the crossbar and went over for a point. Uh, Niall Corbett another one saved at one stage. Corbett got a brilliant goal one two with Cahal Lee at one stage in the second half. Um, but they went up the field anyway and they they just recycled the ball manufactured and Buster Dunn was way up the field from his full back position went for goal. 25 yards out I'd say and it dipped into the top corner there some goal to win it now like um, maybe you know it wasn't an unstoppable effort maybe maybe Kieran Lawler could have got to it but it was a spectacular spectacular way to win it I think they got it uh, that, that, that was a win of it it was two minutes into injury time and kind of see one so gives them a great chance of staying up they, they have to go down to Ballyline and now um, on next Friday Thursday or Friday night and the, the, the as one 
Ardiscal Crew's great said to me, I was chatting to him on the sideline, he said, we have our dear neighbours now next Thursday night. <laughs> so Ardiscal Crew's and Ardis Colleen, oh Lord, the latest. <laughs> one, of the, one of them will probably, if not both of them, are probably heading for Division 2 League. But Conclusion, yeah. I must say, I was fairly like that was a good game the other night. They're an honest enough team. There's no like they're not the power of old or anywhere close to it, but they're a solid enough setup, especially at intermediate level. Yeah, yeah, it'll be interesting to see how that, that championship looks open enough. I think um there, there's no because like as we've spoken about the heat coming down into it, um they don't carry a massive scoring threat. So mm. they they they'll be close enough there won't be any Conclusion yeah, like, lost David Conway to an injury early in the yeah. second half and he has been struggling with injury and like to lose a guy like that like probably like your centre forward your playmaker so experienced so good in the ball to lose a guy like him was a massive uh, you know mm, now they had a good bench they brought on you know the, the for an away game in Clunacine now they had 22 or 3 lads togged and they brought on 3 or 4 subs like they brought on Quayman Brennan they brought on uh, Dylan Waters uh, they made a couple of other changes. They could make uh, um, Shane Creed come on early. Uh, Sean Meany got injured. But I was very impressed with PJ Lawler at centre back. Good half back line of himself, uh, Connell Brennan and uh, Jamie Conway. Aon uh, Lowry, a half forward line. Big physical midfield of Kevin Kevin Meany and Alan McLaughlin. Um, just, that's for an intermediate midfield partnership. Now that's fucking you'd, you'd know all about it up against those two guys. Yeah, against like, them, yeah. Dig, exactly. dig, dig, Digger and Bundy, two of the great names yeah. of Leach. Yeah, <laughs> that was that. Ballyfin, you were up with Ballyfin and, and Tim O'Hoard. Ballyfin and, and Tim O'Hoard this morning, yeah. That's Ballyfin. the division two, the, the, the yeah. third division, just to give it its third, proper title. Give it its third proper title. So Ballyfin won that two, 10 to one ten. Tim O'Hoard continuing their, their good displays, like they're they're playing against the senior team, you know. And and they've obviously they, listened to my advice from earlier in the year. <laughs> Oh, what was your advice from earlier in the year? Train harder and stay off the beer. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. Your <laughs> classic advice. I remember that. Yeah, well, obviously they are um, because they do look good and they're moving well. Ron Lucky, I suppose Bonifin just a bit more senior class. Sean Moore, yeah. I think he finished with 1-5 maybe or, or that like. So mm. oh, Ricky, Ricky Quinlan got a goal too. Um, Derek Conley picked up a bit of a shoulder injury Um, went off. So they'll be open. That won't be... Too serious, but the amount where... of injuries in league matches is just incredible. Yeah, as you know, that's it. Yeah, as I know, yeah, and we'll not count that's <laughs> um, <laughs> it's just because I say lads don't take the matches as serious, they don't warm up as well, they don't probably watch themselves, you know, probably be rushing to the match. Yeah, know, after might, exactly so, so all, like that, like, all those factors, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, so like they, they won as well. So, the Selves and Parfrat Neska both of a win each. Um, and they're playing one another. Yeah, Parker had a very on. good game against Joseph's second team the other night. Yeah, so Joseph's second team are going very well. But Park and Ballyfin play next. We may go to that one. That'll be a good one. That'll be a good one. And and it was it was a good game. That finished in a draw when they played one another. Um, oh, yeah. in the league. Yeah, that was the second last round of it. Um, so that that was good. Um, but yeah, so that that was all. Like the the league actually continue you now. Like the the Harlan. Yeah, Cr- Cr- uh, had a big win over Mount Melly last week. That was the other one. Keen Nolan had kicked three points as a sub again for Park Grathaneska against uh, Joseph's the other night. Mm. And although Joseph's only a junior team, they're, they're disproportionately strong now because of guys eligible who won't be eligible in the championship because they haven't gone up to play a senior championship yet. Um, that was that game. Is there any other game? Oh, yeah, Cretillard had a big win over Mount Melick in the relegation side of it. And Port Leach beat, beat, beat Port Harrington. So it's looking like. Like the big game, obviously, Mount Melick and Port Leash, that's in the next round. So you'd, yeah, 
I'll Crettyard will definitely beat Port. Port are very yeah, weak with Crettyard their second team. Crettyard yeah. are safe. So yeah. it's Mount Medic and Port Leash is the is the, the one, one. Yeah. You'd imagine Mount Melick would beat Port Arlington in the final round yeah. and then. So Mount Melick and Port Leash would probably decide just for Mount Melick to drop down would be would be a huge, but they're not going well. No, they're not. They're not, they're not. But like it, it's probably, I suppose they are an intermediate team. So, and they're all intermediate teams. And they're a dual club, yeah. yeah and they're yeah. dual club, like, so, yeah. The Harland yeah, end of it. Tough then, in the league, like, yeah. The Harland end of it, we were saying earlier on, like the last round pictures don't really mean a whole lot, like, and that's the way it is. But Cameras had a massive win over Boris Cotton, so they're definitely top. So they will play whoever finishes fourth. And that's still not confirmed because Boris Cotton played Castletown. And Ratdowney Earl, who are second, play Cockballacolla, who are well, they're both they both have nine points each on Wednesday. And the outcome of those matches will determine the semi-final pairings. But Cameras are definitely finishing top. They're three points clear, finished, and they'll play whoever finishes fourth. Uh, but we won't know that. Those happen. semi-finals, those semi-finals are next weekend. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, so that's that's that. The one beat and Ban Kill gave a walk over to Finn which ended their uh, interest. But there's a sort of a weird thing now where um, there could be a requirement for a playoff. Uh, yes. Because Balafin and Balakala, I think, both have six points, but the Harps play Balakala in their last game. And I think if the Harps won that, they'd join them as well on six. And then with the walkover, I'm not does sure. It not go then, does it not go on the results between those three teams? Oh, maybe that's it. Yeah, do, yeah, yeah. Actually, Daryl Lyons is doing is working with us in the office a couple of days. Him he would, no, but he was actually asking me. All right. <laughs> so we were chatting about it. We were chatting about it on Friday in the office. Um, but uh, how could we forget this one? I was going to go to it yesterday evening, but I had my own leg. It wasn't. It wasn't no place for a lad with a bad leg. Uh, Ratanesca and Mount Melick in the Division Two relegation showdown, and our pal uh, Damien Carter masterminded a sixteen points to one twelve uh, league. Someone said. That he's like the big fan of the lower leagues of Leash Hurling. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> after after uh, keeping Mount Melick in Division 2 and sending Parker at the desk down, 16 points to 12. The great Jimmy Hillard scored 10 points and Nigel Murphy scored 3 points. I don't know who got the other point. Stephen uh, McCormick Murphy got the goal for, for PRT. PRT, but yeah. PRT. So they're going down to Division 3 next year. Um, Yeah. But anyway, Big Sam. Big Sam, he loved that reference. We call him Small Sam. We call him Small, small Sam. Sam. <laughs> yeah. Now, we want to reintroduce, actually just uh, talking about the soccer reference, did you watch the soccer team yesterday against Scotland? I did. I rarely watch soccer matches. They were unbelievable. They were I was very so good. impressed with them. Yeah, so impressed um, with them. It's a, I watched the previous two games so they were useless. So, um, <laughs> against Armenia and Ukraine. So that was complete. I went into that with no expectations. I wasn't, I wasn't going to watch it because there was something else on. Oh, he was flicking between that and, and Claire and uh, Claire Roscommon and Claire and Mayo. I was sort of flicking between them all, but mm. uh, ended up settling on, on Ireland. And uh, yeah, pleasantly surprised. Obafemi, yeah, that's a great footballer, all right. But do you believe he, yeah. he made his debut four years ago? Uh, people don't remember that. Like he, he made right. his debut under Martin O'Neill in 2018 when he was 17, um, and he like he you know burst onto the scene with Southampton and he was playing and and then he just sort of like it's not even that he lost his is way. He's with Swansea like he, now, is he? He's with Swansea now, and he, he he moved there in January and he's great into the season. I think he scored 10 goals in the last 16 games or something like that. But like he he was criticised, he wouldn't go play with the under 21s. 
a couple of years ago. He refused. He, he reckoned he was too good. Like, but <laughs> anyone listening to his interviews, like afterwards, like he's just the character. So I can imagine. He's a soul man. He's been a yeah, soul man. Like, yeah, 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 yeah. So. So I could imagine after making his debut, uh, you know, four years ago, he wasn't too hot on on uh, going up him at the twenty ones. In between that, so uh, yeah, like, he's, he's picked up injuries and stuff like that. But no, he was he was very good. Like sure, I mean, obviously the the assist for the first goal was, was ah classic. unbelievable, yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, and then obviously then the second one was sure. Look, you could take that shot a hundred times and fly yeah. into the the stand. Yeah, the pass for the first often. one. Yeah, you could see it on, but like the amount of times it wouldn't come, you wouldn't, you know, the pass wouldn't go go right, or you put it too close to the goalkeeper, or, okay. uh, and then Troy Parrott just came onto it like a train and got the touch to it, which was brilliant. No, because it was the first time uh, I, 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 I don't watch that many soccer matches, and I particularly wouldn't be going out of my way to watch Sheridan's soccer team, but it was over with the in laws the other day, and and it was on, and um, William started watching it, and I, I actually had no interest in watching it. <laughs> And we watched it anyway. Ireland scored. They got the first goal. The first goal was sort of exciting. They bundled into net and then they got the other one so soon afterwards. It was his first Ireland soccer match to watch. Yeah, they won't all be like that, I'd imagine. No, but wouldn't I, it be great? Wouldn't it be great if the excitement, like the, the Irish soccer team, it's the same as anything, I suppose, a county, a club, a country. When the team that people want, everyone just wants to get behind a team that is competitive and would give you good entertainment. And, uh, would be great as the Ireland soccer team. Like I, 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 my, one of my first sport memories is Italian ninety. You know, I was six. I remember, I, I remember distinctly where I was sitting for the for the penalty shootout against Romania. I believe it. There was a nun watching it with us, and she was wondering could they go for points from the penalties. <laughs> 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 but that was not like like Ireland. We didn't know a thing about soccer back then. You know, it yeah. was just. Uh, you know, I remember the group games. All of them say I was six years of age, but I remember. And then, like like, like the USA in ninety four, Euro ninety six. I more or less watched every single match in it. And USA 94 yeah. was a disaster because the games were on so late. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, the final, yeah. I remember the final Brazil and Italy went to shootout. It wasn't over until after midnight for a young lad. And the Ireland-Italy match that year with Ray Houghton scoring the goal after eight minutes and then just what, like, for an Ireland team to score so early. I don't remember Euro 88 when Ray Houghton scored against six, for, after <laughs> six minutes against England. And I know, I know the jocks are going to Stuttgart song word for word, but... um. Eight minutes against it was it eight or twelve minutes against Italy, and then have to hang on and Paul McGrath like keeping out um, Roberto Baggio, absolutely Paul McGrath he hanging his knee hanging on in one piece like you know just just incredible. But it'd be great that the Irish soccer team could could get days like those. Well, that'll never happen again, probably. But like just get to the World Cup or get to the Euros again, and yeah, even a couple of years ago, twenty sixteen, when they beat France that time, was it France to beat? Italy. Uh, no, Italy. Italy. Yeah. Italy in the group yeah. stages. And the, Robbie Brady with the header. Robbie Brady the with the header. That's who it, put uh, in the cross? Wes Hoolan. Wes Hoolan. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm. Westy. And he scored the goal against Sweden. Like, he those games in, in the Stade de France in the first round. Yeah. And then the, the goal 1 0 up. Was it Bel- No, not Belgium. France. 1 oh, France. France. Sorry. Uh, with the penalty. Yeah, ah, yeah penalty. sure. And then didn't get a kick out of that for that. Didn't get a kick out. Sure. <laughs> Someone got sent off. I can't remember who got sent oh, off. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I was at the Belgium game and they got absolutely hammered. Oh, yeah. yeah that, that was at the 3 0. 3 0 got absolutely walloped. Where was that? Marseille? I think it was Marseille. Yeah, I think it was Marseille. That, that was not the same day that Pleach played against their man, the qualifiers. Yeah, but when they used subs. subs. That's right. Yeah, yeah. yeah same day. <laughs> I remember yeah. flicking, flicking between the holes of the shadows at the time. William was only a baby, uh, so I couldn't go to. I couldn't, the Euros were well off my agenda anyway. But, uh, <laughs> anyway, uh, one, one last element of the show I want to introduce. We did it briefly before, but we're going before, to. Uh, going to make... before, you, before you go there, just one last thing on the soccer end before we move away from that. Uh, Ireland, um, leash, plenty of leash people involved in soccer uh, over the last week and more to come this week. 
Um, the Gainer Cup was on last week, which is the All-Ireland Under-14 girls uh, soccer competition. So there's the teams are split up into their leagues, basically, yeah. So the Midlands League was is where the, the Leash girls were, and it was eight of the Port Leash team that won the SFAI, uh, and two Abilix girls part of the Midlands team. I think they'd been to a Gainer Cup final once before in 2014, um, but there was obviously high hopes around this team mm. that they could do the same with you know considering how well Portlaoise had done, and they, they did that. They won they four games in the group. They won three of them, drew the last one, then they won the semi final against a very fancied Sligo Leitrim team. So they went into the final then against MGL South, which is South Dublin basically. Uh, okay. It's the Metropolitan Girls League South is is what it what it nice. stands for. But they were beaten two 0 in the in the final. So. By um, MGL South. Yeah, by MGL South. Okay, so like yeah. Are they the equivalent of the DDSL in yeah. the boys? Yeah. 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 Okay. But like a remarkable uh, year for those guards. Mm, all those players, that. yeah. Like, yeah, I mean, what a, like, so unfortunately, it didn't get the final uh, mm. cherry on the cake, but the cake is fairly all right the way yeah. it is. And, and, and we, 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 yeah, fair play to no, that's, that's, I worked in Limerick, obviously, and the Gainer Cup and Kennedy Cups were. It was down in Limerick, I presume. The Gainer yeah, Cup. Well, Kennedy yeah. Cup has always yeah. been in Limerick, like, and yeah. it's a festival, and the program That's is fantastic. unbelievable. Absolutely and like the scouts, the scouts, the scouts are all over from the English clubs at it. And uh, oh, like, if you ever look back on the program, the amount of players you spot. Well, I, I remember it, you're, like, you're talking about um, Triparrot, Nathan Collins. I, I was at the Kennedy Cup the year that um, Triparrot, or year Nathan Collins was playing for the DDSL. Um, they actually knocked the Midlands out on penalties. The Midlands were the only team that they didn't score against that year. Jeez. And Collins was playing centre-back. And I remember everybody going on, oh, Man City are going to buy this lad for a million. And I just, <laughs> I often thought, after, I must keep an eye and see where he where he goes, you know, or yeah. where he ended up at Stoke. And now he's at Burnley. And sure, now he's playing for Ireland. But like, he's only, he, he's 21. Like we, uh, TNS had two lads on the Midlands team that year. So that's why we went down to it. But yeah. the year previous, um, or was it the year after that? No, it's the year after that, because Triparrot's younger. Um, he was playing for the DDSL as a 13-year-old. He wasn't even under 14. He was under 13. And the uh, goals he scored, I'm sure they absolutely walked it to the to the final. So it is mad to see like that these players, um, not all of them, obviously, are probably only 1% of them or even less yeah. actually go on and, and make it. But they're at such a high yeah, level is, to start with. It's, it's, it's what you do see is the amount of GA players, though, that you... Yes. you if you if you look at the names five or six years later or even ten years later, well, a lot of them are established seniors. You, you look at Limerick the, only won it once, and Sean Cronin, the Irish rugby international, was on that team. Yeah, when you look at the last Kennedy Cup it was in twenty nineteen, uh, last proper one. Now they had ones, but they were played over weeks and weeks because of COVID. Okay. But the last proper one down in UL was twenty nineteen. I think there was eleven Leash lads played in it, and uh, I was looking at the article there today. Jerk Winnan, Kieran Flynn. Bobby Murphy. Jerk Quinlan was with some Tipperary league because he was playing soccer for a club up there. Bobby uh, Murphy and Kieran Flynn were both playing for Kilkenny. So the three of them were all on the Leash minor, minor team, team this year. This year. Uh, David Costello and Ryan Little were playing for the for the Midlands. Midlands. They both played with the with the Leash minor footballers this year. So it's mad to see the... Yeah. the Absolutely, the yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 And like then the competition plays it out to like there's four it does ends up with four competitions. I think everyone yeah, gets a ranking by the end. Yeah. Of, is there five? Yeah, yeah, five. Yeah. yeah. What they do is the, the team the tops the group cup. Uh, then you have bowl, shield, and trophy for second, third, yeah, fourth. Yeah. 
But the teams that are knocked out of the cup quarterfinal as such, yeah. they go into a play and they play okay. off for that. So you're playing from, what is it, from... Five, five to eight. Fifth to eight, exactly. Yeah, yeah. And whoever finishes yeah, fifth yeah, yeah. gets a gets a, a trophy. Oh, right. yeah, yeah, yeah. Everyone gets everyone plays out to you get you to the very position. I, yeah. I think the Limerick the Limerick Desmond team, which was the West Limerick team, like would be tiny. Be like there was three school by leagues in Limerick. There's one in the city. There's a county one that takes in. It's sort of a bit of North Cork, only a tiny bit. And then there's there a huge one in the city. Like soccer is massive. And then there's a West Limerick one. It's Newcastle West, Rathiel, Abbey Field, all that. There maybe. And uh, they, I think they got to a semi-final or final of the cup, which for them was just off the charts. Like, uh, but uh, a DDSL win it more or less every single year, yeah. which is the, yeah. Uh, so, so that's that's the. We, I should do a soccer slot every week on to, my, my thoughts on uh, international and top club soccer. <laughs> I give you mine. Ready, uh, <laughs> yeah, I give you mine on rugby because we'd always tune, oh, yeah, yeah, tune, tune, tune in to hear that. Um, yeah, I think the DDSL only not won it one year actually, and that was uh, Kerry won it. Uh, believe I'm it or almost, not, I'm almost certain Limerick won it in about 2000 when when Sean Cronin was on the team. Well, Kerry, Kerry won it more recently, maybe 2017, okay, yeah. and they're actually setting up. I don't know if you've seen this. That's right, yeah, League of Ireland, up a League of Ireland yeah. team. And you know, uh, we've spoken, but we did a podcast before with Shane Keegan and all that. But if that does prove to be a success, uh, you would love to see you know more of that, like you know a Midlands team, like maybe well, a Leash. Yeah, I don't know whether you'd would have enough, not, but enough, Leash and Offaly yeah. maybe together. With you know, because Carlton Kilkenny have their own sort of thing now for the if it's only juvenile, but it's still the playing. Yeah, well, I, 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 I'd call it a leash team, and we can pick some of the best Offaly lads and some of the best <laughs> lads we'll from Monastrevan yeah. and bring up a few good lads from Ross Gray and maybe a few good lads from Castle Comer and a few good lads from Carlow. We'd, we'd, we'd take the Gray lads, they're all good soccer players and the same Pat oh, yeah. lads. And but sure, yeah. sure, in soccer, you can do that, you can just you can. sign yeah, fellas, yeah, it doesn't have know? to be anywhere, yeah, exactly. Yeah, you yeah. could sponsor the team, I, I could, yeah. I could see it now. We could do an agreement, <laughs> get a more park, hire that house, and let them play the matches there. Should there be very little crossover? Over. I tell you, it's really during the winter. Yeah. yeah. Well, it's, it's, would Aaron the boys take a few pounds off uh, Leash United? Leash United, yeah. Why not? Yeah. yeah. I feel like I'm of the view, like, so if Leash wants to do that, they should be allowed to do that. It's their pitch. Yeah. Do whatever you like. You know, you take can rent over the winter. You can do whatever you like. T- t- you know? Take rent over the winter. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, finally, we want to finish with our new element, which we did previously, but we're, we're ramping it up at Star of the Week. And we've got three nominations for Star of the Week. Uh, Ellen Healy, which is your your choice. Uh, Buster Dunn, Buster Dunn is in for Saturday week after scoring full back scores a goal, cracker of a goal in, in injury time. I know it's only a low league match, but deserves to be in the running for Saturday week. And Benny Lawler, your your strategy man, in for Saturday two four is uh, you know just two four is a great score. Like, you know? <laughs> so uh, yeah, exactly. yeah, 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 yeah. So we're going to put the vote up on Instagram, and we'll we'll uh, honour the winner on the podcast later in the week. Yeah, exactly. Who, who's your vote going to? Ellen Healy, I'm sure. Have to go against your club, man. Yes, that's a tough one. Now, well, I'll vote yeah, on Instagram. Yeah. I'll, I'll, uh, I'll decide <laughs> then when, when it comes up. Okay, when it goes up. Fair yeah. enough, fair enough. Yeah, so Ellen Healy, Buster Dunn and Benny Lawler have been shortlisted for Star of the Week. There's no actual prize, but we might do a little certificate with... Uh, with <laughs> 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 no, little certificate, Star of the Week. A few little stars on it. Big clap hands emojis or something. Anyway, that's you started. You you signed it out, so... Yeah, but you like to sign out, though. That's your thing, okay. you know. You're, fair you're enough, over and out. Good luck, God bless, goodbye. The Leash Today Talking Sport Podcast, brought to you in association with Booth Concrete. Booth Concrete provide high-quality concrete products to Leash and the surrounding counties. 
Thinking concrete, think Booth Concrete. When quality matters.